0: Hello, and welcome to the 22nd episode of the Spotlight Podcast, the unofficial podcast for Century 21 sales representatives in Canada, where we discuss the hot topics and important news in the real estate industry. So I'm your host, Linus, Kili- Linus Kilius, and with me, as always, is Aaron Richardson. Hi, Linus. Hey, Aaron. Hey, you said my name right. <laughs> <laughs> Kilius. Yeah. There you go. Aaron is a broker and general manager with Century 21 Heritage Group. Aaron has an extensive background in online marketing, technology, and customer service. And I'm the head of business development at the real estate marketing company, Homania. So today we're going to talk about a pretty standard marketing tool that agents in most markets are familiar with the virtual tour. Virtual tours come in all sorts of formats, shapes, and sizes, and they're constantly evolving 360 panoramics, picture slideshows, video walkthroughs, listing websites marketing strategies, and now we're even seeing a rise in these new interactive tours and even virtual reality. So where are we headed in this space and how can you effectively use it? Well, you have to wait a bit to find out because we got some important news that came out of Ottawa this week that we want to address first. So just uh, giving a little bit of a rundown, our our finance minister, Bill Marnot, had a press conference on Monday. In that conference, he went over some new strategies and regulations that are going to be implemented federally, uh, and the, the goal of these are to, and these are his words, to make sure we are proactive in assessing and addressing the factors that could lead to excess risk. It's a very political thing to say. Um, so what's being implemented? There are several things he mentioned in his presser, but there's two I think that we're probably going to focus on. They're the ones getting the most attention. The first is to is that they want to ensure that persons qualifying for an insured mortgage can pass a more rigorous stress test during the mortgage approval process. So I wanna stress, this is only for insured mortgages and anyone who's applying for an insured mortgage will be tested against their ability to pay their mortgage if the rate was as high as the big bank's five-year posted rate. So no matter what mortgage rate you're being offered, you would have to qualify against this higher rate, which currently sitting around 4.6, I think 4.64% is what the CBC was reporting there. So the idea here is to make sure that the borough could weather an, a rate increase. And also, obviously, this was, has the idea of that it might cool the market down a little bit. So, I mean, CBC had a, a bit of a real-world example where they, they crunched some numbers and, and were trying to show how this might affect um, someone who's trying to buy, say, their first home. And I won't get into the exact numbers, but the, the conclusion they came to in their situation was that that prospective buyer would qualify for twenty four percent less value in a mortgage which is which is significant obviously so Aaron what are your thoughts on all this you think this is a good idea
1: um, no <laughs> I don't um, I don't I like I don't know how to I mean that seems a little straightforward just I know I don't but um, I don't believe that we should be trying to um, Really stifle the first-time homebuyer market. I mean that's and that's essentially what this is doing Mm -hmm. Um, What an assured mortgage means is the person can't afford to put more than 20% down on a property and most first-time homebuyers are in that uh, In that position. So what does that mean? That means we're trying to make it harder or yeah, I know, and I understand it's not necessarily harder, but it is. It's harder to get a mortgage. Therefore, you know, people aren't going to be able to purchase maybe for another couple of years now. Um, and and instead um, of what they're sort of trying to do is just trying to make first-time home buyers not blow their brains out. I guess when they when they purchase a house that you know in five years if the mortgage rate goes up, uh, they're going to lose the house. So I, I get their their thought in in the sense that you know, we just want to make sure you're not over leveraging yourself and not getting in a situation. So it's, I get that. But the problem is, is we've got, we're creating a bigger, bigger problem for people that can't afford to get into the market. And that's difficult right now. I mean, it's already difficult with the average home prices.
0: Well, the first thing I'd ask you is you you just said there that you were making it more difficult for people that can't afford to get into the market. Is it a good idea to keep Those people out of the market then, if if it is something that they can't afford. I guess that's kind of what the banks take, or the 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 federal banks take is on this.
1: Well, listen, I think in the in the end, markets dictate markets, and I get I get that, and I know why they're trying to you know get involved in trying to um, bring the market to a more reasonable level in terms of value of property to make it uh, maybe more affordable, and they should really focus on that bring the affordability down so these people don't get into a situation where they can't afford the mortgage you know rather than saying listen we don't want you in the market at all you know we don't want you in the market like the average what was the average i think we've had uh this conversation maybe what, you know 10 15 shows ago <laughs> um now uh with regards to being so difficult for first-time homebuyers and what was the average age of the first-time homebuyer i think it was 37 years old that was an average age that's re- that's that's ridiculous. I mean, people um, should be able to afford a house in their 20s when they're building their family and they're and they're getting into the market. Like, I mean, that's for 37. That's 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 really high, and this is only going to make that number higher.
0: Yeah, well, especially in markets like Toronto and Vancouver, where the home prices are just so astronomically high, uh, getting into the market in the first place would be really difficult. It's it's tough because it's hard to predict the future and what how is what kind of effect this is going to have. Um, I, you can see you can see the the Bank of Canada's argument on this. Or, or the, the finance ministers, anyways, that you know, you want to make sure you're mitigating risk. We don't have a case that if there is some sort of market collapse that we're going to have all these people defaulting on their mortgages, um, or if if they if the interest rates like if well, I guess that's that's kind of the next question is um, are they doing this so that they can potentially in the future raise interest rates too? Because I guess that's one problem. Um, they, that, that's been out there is that you know if you, you can't raise interest rates too high because what will happen when people have to renew their mortgages you'll get these situations where they might have issues um, like paying paying them down properly like they should right and that that's what I guess this is kind of trying to mitigate. I've also seen the other side of the, of the coin too is that this um, is also may be giving Ottawa allowing them like the flexibility of future interest rates cuts without having to where they're going to further add fuel to the fire too. So I guess there's two sides of it. This might just be them trying to make sure they have a little bit more flexibility in adjusting the interest rates a few years down the road too.
1: Well, here's another side to it, okay? and, and this is what uh, the, the government is trying to get uh, their nose in there and whatever, is, is competition. Okay, so let's talk about competition amongst rates in the industry. If they now have a minimum competition rate to get somebody into a mortgage, for example, I'm a first time home buyer, I'm shopping around. Um, the banks themselves, let's say the top five banks, already have programs in places and, and qualifications in places where they're not going to give a mortgage unless the person is going to qualify at the posted rate, which is probably in around 4.5%. So that's it's already been done for, for years from the bank standpoint. Um, the advantage that gave some of the uh, other lenders and trust companies that are giving out mortgages is they could qualify at a lower rate they could qualify people at two and a half percent, which is the rate that they're getting. Um, and now what they're doing is they're saying, sorry, we're not giving you that uh, competitive advantage anymore. You're gonna be the same as the banks. So why go to the those other lenders now when the banks are going to qualify you at the same rate? So
0: is this who is really gonna hurt then too? Is these, uh, these other lenders that aren't like the big banks? Cause I imagine now, like you said, like this is limiting their comp- competitive advantage. Is this gonna be an issue then?
1: Absolutely. absolutely the banks are now going to have they're going great the top five are going perfect now the advantage that the other uh, competitors have about giving rates has been taken off the table for first time home buyers (laughs) so to me that's you know I don't want to get out and say you know all the wrong things here but anti-competitive I believe it seems like it's rate fixing on first time home buyers and that doesn't make sense to me like I think the market should dictate the market they should be able to be competitive at that rate
0: yeah. You also do have to be careful, though, because, you know, you could end up having a bubble that ends up bursting and you could have a problem as well. Right. So leaving the market to itself can lead to issues if it's not properly regulated. So there are two sides of the coin and there always are two sides like every argument. And I too.
1: think there is and there is. And sometimes government involvement's necessary and sometimes it's not. And uh, this is one of the areas I don't think it might be necessary. I think there are other things a government could do as well. You know, you um, know, Again, it's a it's a competition thing amongst uh, lenders, and uh, if the lender's willing to take that risk, it's on them to give to qualify people at that rate, and they have to take that risk. and And I understand that the risk. Uh, again, the argument is is that we, as uh, taxpayers, and and uh, and people that. Uh, Support CMHC and Genworth Financial in terms of the insurance companies. We don't want them to be get into trouble um, Because they're the ones insuring the mortgages. So listen, it's a it's a vicious cycle of where do you go? Where do you stop? What do you do? But I just think this one is just putting uh, a, a More difficult situation for first-time home buyers even worse now. It's just it's it's not it's, it's you know, it's not pretty if you're a home first-time home buyer. I think what's gonna end up happening is most Um, most of the parents of the kids that are, you know, wanting to buy houses for the first time are going to be the ones on the mortgage is probably what's happening
0: yeah or i guess maybe they will have to look at how homes are in a lower ballpark of uh, a figure as well because if you're qualifying for 25 percent less of a of a mortgage maybe you're just gonna have to look at
1: a smaller home as well um and, and where are those that's the problem i guess There's so it, <laughs> it does
0: i guess it does depend on the market because it's not necessarily just toronto and vancouver this affects it's all across the country so uh, it, does, it yes. might just force people into lower lower pricing brackets that are first-time home buyers so maybe those entry-level homes will uh It'd be a little bit lower in value that they're, that they're looking at getting yeah. into but who knows it, it's the kind of thing i mean you're obviously you've got europeans and then you know the finance minister has his so it's, it'll be interesting to see how things kind of shake out over the years and let me
1: just say he's probably a much smarter person so maybe <laughs> i'm but when, when it comes to you know those poor people that want to buy a house you know uh, and i'm not saying poor isn't uh, wealthy i just poor <laughs> meaning that i feel sorry for them um yeah it's going to be tough for them
0: well, maybe ten years from now, when you're finance minister, we can we can talk about this topic again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about the second bit because it's not just uh, this that they talked about. The other big portion was um, the closing of this kind of odd loophole where foreign buyers could essentially dodge capital gain tax on home sales by claiming their residence that, that they're investing in is a principal residence, even though it technically isn't, thus being eligible for the exemption to being taxed on capital gain when they sell the home. Um, yeah. So this is, I guess, kind of a much more subtle way of trying to um, mitigate the foreign investment market um, that compared to what happened in Vancouver, the 15% foreign, uh, foreign ownership tax. Um, but this can have a drastic effect on investment returns if, if someone is buying investment property here. So this may or may not have much impact on um, you know someone who's looking at investing in, in, in Canada and decides, hey, you know what, well maybe if, if I've got to pay you know, whatever percentage tax on my capital gains, maybe it just makes sense for me to look elsewhere. If they're a foreign investor, they're probably looking all over the place, not just in K markets, sure. but it makes it a little bit less attractive. And I mean, yeah. th- we, these are all little things, but they can add up too, right? And, and if someone's a business person, they look at it and say, okay, well, hey, the numbers just don't line up as much as they used to. My risk is a little bit higher now. So maybe it just makes sense for me to invest somewhere else. So um, um, it's already questionable uh, um, as to how much of an impact this has had in in Vancouver with a, well, obviously with a different strategy, but um, it'll be interesting to see how much this affects, and this is nationwide too. Um, do you think it's going to have much of an effect at all or is it is something that we're just gonna have to wait probably we'll probably have to wait a yeah. year or two at least I mean to see if there's any sort of yeah. way to gauge this because there's so many factors that that are, are involved here and it's so hard to, to actually put numbers on foreign investment too it might be difficult to see if this has actually any effect
1: well and isn't that scary that um, you know Vancouver for example has already been hit one with one uh, policy that's changed there over there uh, and they've seen uh, a uh, th- what they're saying is a bit of an effect uh, already um, Anytime you make it less attractive for anybody to invest in anything. You're gonna see a, a, a change the reason why they did it wasn't So, you know, they they're again, they're smart people if they did it They're probably gonna see a change because that's the reason why they did it um, So they've calculated these things and there. I, I actually like the uh, I, I like when you close off those type of loopholes I never thought it was fair that a foreign investor was given any uh, better uh, opportunity to buy property or or uh, save on taxes um, over the residents of the country so that makes no sense to me why that was in place in the first place and the fact that they're taking uh, that loophole away I think is smart yeah um, it, it makes me wonder why it was there in the first place
0: it, it almost looks to me like they're when, when they initially probably put in this um, this way to get around the um, the capital gain credit, like for, for actual people yeah. who have the, uh, the, these homes being the principal residences, they probably didn't foresee that people would use this as a tax loophole. So I think it's more of an uh, oversight that just kind of they left alone until now and now they're assigned to, to make sure they shore it up and, and make sure that you can't take advantage of it if you're not actually principally residing in the residence. So it makes sense. Like, I mean, it, it's sure. the, the, whole, the whole point of this is is for to make sure you don't get taxed on capital gains if you're just buying and upgrading your home, right? Um, the the whole purpose of this this tax credit is not for foreign investors to, to come in and be able to dodge taxes too. So I mean, it, it seems to be a, a almost like a win win. In a lot of cases too, especially from the government standpoint too, they'll, they'll, they'll be getting those capital gains taxes in their pocket, but also stifle the market a little bit in terms of uh, just kind of cooling it off a bit. And I I don't know how much of an impact it's going to have, but I mean, if, if you're trying to stifle foreign investment, it seems to be a pretty good way to go about it. Like, it's like you said, it's not as scary as the 15% tax that Vancouver put in, but it is mm-hmm. um, a good way to do that. And it doesn't... Affect voters too, which is another another bit, which is always important for politicians whenever they institute. Well, they already have,
1: they you know, foreign investors. For the most part, if you were to take where the most of the foreign investments coming from, uh, have a good advantage in terms of the dollar uh, right off the bat, like a thirty percent discount on 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 um, investment that they make in real estate in 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 Canada. So um, there's already a, there's already good incentives for people to buy it within Canada. Um, all the extra stuff with the taxes and everything. Um, you know, I'm just glad that you know it should we there should be no reason why we're um, not looking after our own here. I mean, we can't again we don't have a lot of affordability for first-time home buyers in in our market in Toronto um, Vancouver you know the bigger markets so um you know we should be looking after our the people that live here and not giving loopholes to people that don't
0: yeah, for sure. Well, let's kind of start wrapping this up because we're we're yeah. already getting about halfway through the show. We haven't even talked about our main topic yet. It's a very important news segment, so yeah. um, I'm, not, I'm not concerned about spending the time on it. But uh, one quick question for you. So do you think this is a, a bearing of things to come for interest rates, then? Do you think this is what they're doing it for, to give them a little more flexibility, make them go up or down? Hey,
1: interest rates will go up. <laughs> so they know that. They, yeah. they, I don't think they're saying they're going to do it. I think they're going to say, well, when it does happen. Yeah. because." And they don't know how much. They don't know what's happening in the world economy and which way it's going. Uh, we never expect it to be this low. They're never expecting it to go. Uh, you know, it's just nobody really knows. And I don't think they know. But they are, you know, looking after a rainy day and when, <laughs> yeah. you know, if something like that does happen um uh, you know who knows they said they were going to raise it three years ago and they lowered it so
0: yeah well i, I do think one of the big reasons they didn't implement the uh, the stress test portion that we're talking about is that they they will be able to in the future raise them without having the concern about having uh, a significant portion of these new home buyers say that that, that can't afford um that rate hike
1: so and this isn't the first time they've done these sort of uh, stress tests. I mean, they've been doing them for yeah. the last two years, implementing a lot of different policies in order to make it a little, little. I say harder to get a mortgage, but are they really? I mean, the mortgage rates are so low as it is. I mean, it's, listen, you know, the reason why the prices are very high is because it's cheap to buy money right now, right? It's mm-hmm. so to buy houses right now. So, I, you know, we'll see how it goes. I, You know, a little bit of a uh, government um call it uh, interaction, interference, whatever you want to say, uh, government policy, um, you know what? We have to live with it. So, And the markets are going to dictate. We're, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we'll move on to the next segment of the show then. Virtual tours. So, this is a topic that's near and dear, I guess, to my heart because I work at Homania who puts on the spotlight program. We do internet marketing strategies for agents as a comprehensive marketing solution. A lot of people call what we do virtual tours. Um, we provide photography, provide provide video videography, aerial photography, interactive virtual tours, pretty much everything you can think of, uh, as well as an advertising strategy to promote listings. So we deal with virtual tours on a daily basis. We've been doing it for about eight years now, I think. So we've seen virtual tours evolve quite a bit over that time we've seen um what started when we when i was first getting into this 360 degree panoramics were the big the new big thing right the new hotness where you could drag around the room and look around the whole room and then those started falling out of favor uh for many reasons flash uh, as a as a technology started to kind of drop off and it was usually required for this Uh, and the rise of video youtube um and just like kind of that lean back experience There was a time actually when we we transitioned what wasn't called the spotlight program at the time, but it was effectively its predecessor. We had 360 panoramics offered standard, and we we did some A-B testing with 360 panoramics and and video. And we found that the video performed a lot better. People were engaged a lot more in it. So we made the decision to drop 360s and go to video. And video has been kind of the king since then. Um, What we're seeing now, interestingly enough, and, and we're talking about what is kind of on the cusp and going into the future is these more interactive style virtual tours kind of neat. there's a couple companies that you may have may or may not have heard of um, that deal with these and, and there are two of them are partners with us as well technology partners we offered the spotlight program um iGuide that is done by planetar and matterport which is an american company Uh, They both have this 3D mapping technology, essentially. We take a camera and we map the home for you, like you put in different spots. You kind of almost do like a Google street view to to make it so everyone knows kind of what we're talking about of the home. One neat thing about this is it gives us this neat interactive bit. It's almost kind of like the 360s of old, but you can kind of move through the home too, so it's almost got like this video interactive component of it, but... What this positions really well for is one of the new hotnesses in technologies, virtual reality, um, which is one of those things a lot of people will dismiss it as a gimmick. A lot of people will say, hey, this is the future, the way things are going. Um, one neat thing is we're starting to partner now at the Spotlight program with Matterport. Um, and they just announced a couple days ago, and it's, this is almost like the perfect storm. And Aaron, feel free to jump in because I'm, gonna be ta- I'm gonna be no, go going to be going for a while here. Um, it's kind of the perfect storm recently for virtual reality, just like the past week almost too. It's a good thing we talk about today on the show. Um, Matterport just said a couple days ago, hey, like we've been testing this VR stuff out, but now we're going to start making it so that all of the interactive tours we do are VR ready. So <clears throat> essentially... Um, anyone who has a matter, uh, a virtual tour interactive tour that's that's backed by this Matterport technology again which is what we're gonna be doing with the spotlight program you can put on a VR headset and you can tour the home like you're actually inside of it and I've tried out it. it's really cool it's extremely immersive extremely interactive the only problem is and it's a chicken and the egg thing not a lot of people are using this technology yet not a lot of people have VR headsets yet that being said I mentioned this kind of the perfect storm just this week Google announced its big kind of like iPhone competitor that just came out that's getting rave reviews. I actually have a friend who has had every single iPhone up until the 7, the one that was just recently announced or released uh, just the past month or so. And he's like, you know what, I think it's time. I'm going to make the, j- I'm going to jump over to, to Android and, and Google since they're really backing this new this new hardware pr- uh, platform that they've got with this new Pixel phone, which is what it's called Pixel and Pixel XL. And it is has got this VR-ready integration for it. You can buy this headset that goes along with it for less than $100. You slot in your phone into the headset, you put it on, and you've got a VR headset at home. It makes it a lot more commercially available. And actually, Google a few years ago, too, um, they released this kind of almost like a gag at the time too, is this thing they call Google Cardboard. It was when VR was first started kind of like launching up. People were getting really excited. Oh, VR is the future. VR is the future. Google at one of the conferences was like, we made a VR headset. It's made out of cardboard with some plastic lenses. Costs, you can buy them now. They're 20 bucks. They, they gave them to everyone who attended the conference kind of as a gag. Turns out that gag caught on. Everyone's like, Hey, this is kind of neat. Like you can get VR into everybody's hands for like a very cost effective price. So that, that, coupled with this new um, kind of initiative by Google to, to make all their phones VR-ready as well, and not to mention that this Google Cardboard actually works with the iPhone. You also may have heard of the Samsung Gear VR or the PlayStation VR, the Oculus Rift. There's all sorts of new VR platforms that are coming out and are the big new hotness in technology now. We're starting to get these into people's hands. They're starting to come down to price quite a bit. Google Cardboard only costs 20 bucks, and it's compatible with pretty much every phone out there except for BlackBerry. Sorry, BlackBerry. Um, but yeah, so like we're, we're starting to get into people's hands and this opens up a lot of opportunity. Can you imagine Aaron having it so that we, I think we talked about this before the show you're, we're talking about like, say like, uh, you could have at your mall kiosk, you could have a VR headset. And if you've got a whole bunch of, of, um, properties done in VR, you can take someone through a bunch of showings essentially from like at the spot in the mall this this it's it's an interesting idea and concept who knows where it's going to go but if this becomes a prevalent platform it could really revolutionize how how we take people through homes
1: it's fun i and anytime you can get some interaction with uh, the customers and clients and homeowners and home buyers and everything um is is fun when it's fun it's you know interactive that's that's you know, you you can be uh, point a point of difference and give value to your uh, your customers, and they'll see you as a technology. So I love it. I can't wait for some of that stuff to come out and play with it. Um, it's fun.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and it's spotlight. We're we're making a big investment. We're gonna purchase a whole bunch of like basically a like, spotlight branded Google cardboards that we're going to be um, getting into the hands of agents too to try out this new technology and everything and see where it goes. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Again, it's the, it's the kind of thing with, with any new technology platform, it's difficult to predict or see, or even figure out a lot of like the future uses of it too. But I mean, I'm sure just the discussion here is probably getting people's minds going. I'm sure there's probably people thinking like all oh, this might oh, really be used.
1: Mine is mine. I'm. <laughs> I'm just thinking. That I want to be the first person at a at a home show. Just uh, you know, what? How many boring home shows do you go to and say, okay, I set up a booth, I hand out my card, home evaluation. You know, come check out your list of properties or whatever. It's like, how do we make it interactive? How do we have fun with uh, uh, people that are walking by? And if you have got a virtual reality headset or a cardboard thing that you can put on your head and take with you and uh, play with it at home, what a great opportunity for some good promotion.
0: Yeah. Well kind of ironically that you mentioned that because we're going out to Vancouver Conference and I was just on the phone, I can say I was on the phone with China, but I was on the phone with some <laughs> suppliers uh, from China We're looking at actually, like I said, making an investment in some of these Google Cardboards that are branded by Spotlight and uh, actually uh, giving them out at conference to people to come by the booth and such too and get, get them like kind of interested in the technology and everything too. And it's the kind of thing that everyone, like a lot of people, most people have heard of VR and stuff and maybe have like dabbled in it, but everyone wants to check it out. So everyone will like, well, it's a good conversation. It'd be a good thing to get people by the booth and such too, right? So, um, yeah. it's something we're looking into. I mean, the, one of the problems that we might run into is just the timing issue and not be able to get them in time for conference, but we're, we're hoping. Uh, so, I mean, if you come out to conference, come check out our booth, ask about the VR. We'll, we're definitely have a demo there for everybody, but we may not have ones to give out, but we're hoping we will. Um, because yeah, now it's, it's just so accessible. The, and the Google cardboard yeah. too makes it even better because everyone's got a cell phone. Uh, yeah. And except for those poor BlackBerry folk, everyone's got I still compatible. have a friend.
1: I still have a friend that has a flip phone.
0: Who everyone still got ever- a
1: flip phone. He can get. He says, "Yeah, I can get texts, but they're not. You know, it's not hard to read. They're hard to read." He's still got this old phone. Mm-hmm. It's amazing.
0: Every everyone's got that friend, that poor friend who just <laughs> has, <laughs> has been fighting it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got I've got a friend who's who he, he actually had a flip phone and he ditched it. And and he's like, you know what? If you want to get a hold of me, just call my house line. I was like, your house line. Was this 1995?
1: Come on, You you have a house line.
0: Yeah, that's that's the only way to get a hold of them. But anyhow, uh,
1: everyone. It's pretty neat.
0: Yeah. Generally, everyone's got a smartphone, especially in the real estate industry now, too. Like any realtor would be crazy if you didn't have one. Uh, I apologize if I just called you crazy, but uh, um, so the nice thing is that if these things cost like 20 bucks, too, you can get them in your client's hands reasonably, too. Like this might be the kind of thing like it might be a neat thing to show your client a listing presentation, too. You could say, like, hey, like we we can give you this. I can get you one of these cardboards and give it to you. I've got one right here. Uh, Check out what I can do for your home. And like I'll give you one of these if you if you get me as your listing agent you can have this cool thing to you know take away with you and you can have that home memory forever and you can walk through your house again yeah. like you used to own, like you used to own it after you sell it and such too so there's just neat applications to it um there are some like the gimmicky type things that we we're talking about too but it's a lot of client perception stuff can be gimmicky but it, it also the gimmicky stuff sometimes sells as yeah.
1: well I, you know, and I put a little preface there to make, make sure you to be careful. And I know the spotlight program has always been a very professional looking website of very professional program uh, for people and interactive, um, and easy to use. So the, you know, the video is still popular. The one thing that I, I'm going to say about technology is don't be one of those people that make it so technology, like you go to your virtual, you, sorry, you go to the, um, I guess your virtual tour site for the property and all of a sudden it's just, you know, it's way too advanced for the basic user that just wants to see pictures of the property. Right. Yeah. I mean, still just want to be able to have that user experience. Should, let me just, let me see pictures.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. And I, I definitely suggest anyone who's listening to the show and we'll put the link to this in the show notes. Uh, maybe this will be our app of the week because we're already running ahead of time. So yeah. um, Matterport, check it out. Like yeah. you can go to Matterport.com. It's Matter, M-A-T-T-E-R dot tcom They've got demos there. It's pretty neat. You don't need a VR headset. Um, one of the neat things is, is that it gives you what they call a dollhouse view of the home. So it, yeah. like your home's like, it's almost like scanned the whole interior. They've got all the rooms, how they mesh together. And it's, you can like almost like zoom out of the room, out, out of the home and it'll take the walls off the home. So you can kind of like look at the home, like a dollhouse. You can spin it around and you can click on a room and it'll zoom into the room. You can check things out there. You can look at each level as like a, a bird's eye view too, almost like a floor plan, but like a realistic one. Cause it's actually like the floors, pictures and everything in there. Um, and you can, and I, we showed this to some agents just yesterday. And they were like, "Oh man, we need that like now." I, I had an agent because we're just we're just training our photographers on the Matterport technology. Like, we need one on. I need one on Friday. Let's make that happen. So we're sending a photographer to that home to do some training to 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 put it together. But it was just crazy to me how much how much interest there was in this new kind of like platform that we're looking at and we're investing in so um yeah i mean the vr stuff aside it's it's still interesting and immersive that way too um and it is a neat way to look at a home because videos and slideshows 360 panoramics they're all great too and they have their place but there's just something about being able to like go through the home at your own pace in in the way that you want to and kind of check it out from the comfort of your home or a vr headset or wherever you happen to be but not a computer so
1: yeah. I know we talked a lot about, uh, obviously the user experience when it comes to virtual tours. Um, I, I, when I was looking for a virtual tour site, actually I've been using the spotlight program for probably, I don't know, eight years. Is that how, when, when did that come out? <laughs> uh, I think it was
0: eight years ago. Someone asked me the question when I was doing a seminar the other day and I was like, I, I lost track. Of I got two kids. Ever since I had them, it's hard to keep track of time anymore. And yeah. I remember when I used to keep track of my birthdays. I used to, like I have to think about how old I am now. Even I've got a birthday <laughs> coming up in a week. I'm like, how old am I? Oh yeah, Jesus, that's how old I am. Really? Oh, so just just trying to keep track of stuff is difficult. I think it was probably 2000. Yeah, probably 2009. I guess so. Yeah, I guess we're seven, eight years ish we've been doing this for so I mean it wasn't always called the spotlight program we've been doing it in some form or another so
1: oh and it, I think the original premise of the the spotlight program was not just to have a virtual tour site but to mm-hmm. have a whole marketing experience of online correct I mean you want and 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 offline I mean you, you do uh, the the riders on the homes with the 1-800 line and the um and the and the websites to go to and you know you're doing things that are outside the website or outside the virtual tour as well um, when I left the company um, four years ago, I decided to try something new and then, uh, I, and I had to look for something to replace it. And there's lots of virtual tour sites out there, but, and people are right saying, listen, you know, virtual tour sites, there's lots of them. There's different things. What makes yours better than the other? I just, I personally know that when it comes to the marketing of a home online, um, or just generally marketing of the home, uh, the spotlight system sort of does it, does everything for you. And, uh, especially from the online, uh, so, it's not just the user experience in terms of seeing, you know, the Matterport and stuff like that. There's a lot of things that go in the back end of the spotlight system. And I'm just saying this because I think when you're looking for a virtual tour company, and looking for a solution for that. Uh, Don't just think user experience and what it looks like. Um, Look at uh, functionality. Are you, is it performing uh, very well on Google? Are you getting up in the searches? Are you creating leads from your website? Are people interacting with it? Is it available in different languages? Um, You know, all those different things should be comport, uh, portions of uh, of your whole marketing experience. And I just, I have to commend you Linus, you guys have done an amazing <laughs> job on that.
0: Well, thanks a lot. And not trying to turn this into like a commercial about Spotlight, but I guess, oh. it, it, since we're talking about virtual tours, it almost naturally yeah. flows to this. Um, one thing that we've, I want to say struggled with but there, there's a perception issue when, when people first hear about it if, if I don't get a chance to talk to them in person about what it is that we do because a lot of people will look at virtual tour companies and they'll think they're just that they'll be like oh it's just a they, all they do is like photography and, and like you know the video or like the 360s or whatever and, and then that's it and realistically like Aaron's saying that's that's really not enough like you can't just have the thing you've got to make sure you're implementing your marketing in it properly and that's one thing that we've always tried to do the spotlight program is make sure we've got this complete complete strategy. We've got a website that's going to generate leads. We've got um, an internet marketing strategy that filters traffic to your listing. We have like advertising partners that we work with to try and get that traffic in there. We do listing presentations we put together for the agents. We do like statistical studies to show how well the Spotlight program performs. These are like all sorts of different things you don't just get from a virtual tour company or a photographer that, that has some sort of virtual tour site that they give you. Um, and that's one thing that we've always been a purveyor of is the full package, right? You, you it's, right. It's, it's an internet marketing strategy that works. I think that's our slogan. So, I mean, that, that's the whole idea. You want to have an internet marketing strategy and just having the pictures and having the video isn't enough. You need to be using it properly. And just like with any technology, like Aaron said, like... You, you you can get lost in the technology and 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 get too far away from what actually works, and yeah. it's it's blending the two and, and using it effectively that's important. You don't want to over tech somebody. You want to make sure it's a blend of of a balance throughout uh, your marketing strategy. So
1: yeah, good good nice. Uh... You know what? It's it's not a play. I I'd like to say that I have no uh, <laughs> monetary um, worship <laughs> or or getting any benefits from the Spotlight program. On only to say that I have gone to competition and uh, I came back to Century Twenty One because of the program. I mean, it's just fantastic. So
0: yeah, and we encourage Thank anyone you. to use it. Definitely, like if you, if you have any questions about, it, you can always call us, email us anytime. We'll talk to you about it. I do have a whole bunch of seminars and stuff I Did a couple yesterday and the day before. So. Um, sure. But anyways, so don't want to get too far into that. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about with the virtual uh, virtual reality or the virtual tours or any of this stuff before we, I guess we conclude the show? Because we're hitting, yeah, we're hitting the thirty-five minute mark now. So,
1: yeah, no, I think you 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 did a very good job of uh, <laughs> explaining what's coming too, which is it's again it's it's fun and it's and anytime you can make something interactive and fun, the the uh, um, it just you know helps you give another value to what services you provide to a seller or buyer. Or anybody in the public.
0: Yeah, like I mentioned at the, the seminar did yesterday, it's very rare that I see agents kind of get excited to try something. And <laughs> that's, that's what was happening with this too. Um, it yeah. is kind of, it's the it's the cutting edge stuff, right? So everyone wants to like check it out and get a little excited. But it's hard to excite people about real estate, especially if you've been in the industry for a while. But this seems to be doing that. So it'll be interesting to see how things go going forward. So I think we're going to wrap up the show there though. So if you like the show... Subscribe to our show on Stitcher's, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts online. And please don't forget to leave us a five-star review on those sites. It really does actually help. So you can watch this and past shows at Dot. 21ca slash podcast. If you need to reach us, you can email us anytime at podcast at That's podcast at H-O-M as in Mary. E-A-N, as in Nancy, ia.com. So this podcast was brought to you by the Spotlight Marketing Program, which we've been talking about for the past 15 minutes or so, an exclusive marketing package available only to Century 21 sales representatives in Canada. Spotlight provides agents with a comprehensive internet marketing strategy for their listings. We provide high quality HDR photography, stunning HD video tours, a cutting edge responsive website, and an extensive advertising system that will help sell your listings faster, sell them for more money, impress your clients, and generate leads. In the future, we're going to be offering virtual reality-ready virtual tours as well. So find out why so many top agents are using Spotlight by visiting spotlight.century21.ca today. Thanks for watching. Have a great week.